Thank you for tuning in to the best parenting show on the internet. Post Daily Dose. T-G-I-F, T-G-I-F, T-G-I-F. Hello there, Post Institute. This is Christy Saul, the co-founder of the Post Institute, coming at you live for tonight's episode of Post Daily Dose. The, uh, let's see, the best little love-based parenting show on the internet. There we go. I'm going to figure out my little tagline or my intro line uh, before long. I'll have it nailed down and it will just flow. It's going to be fabulous. And um, I want to thank you guys. Thank you guys for your time that you're spending with me this evening. I feel uh, completely honored. Um, tonight, we're going to hit a really interesting topic. Hey, Mimi. Thank you for showing us your beautiful Christmas tree. I miss seeing it in person, your beautiful cozy home during this holiday season. I've not got mine up yet. I mean, my tree's up because it stays up year round. I just change out the decorations because <laughs> it's too big for me to mess with. That's the truth. And the kids just love changing out the decorations for every season. So that is my solution to putting the tree up and down. <laughs> Let me plug these two books real quick and we're actually gonna talk about this one here in just a minute. Brian's book, From Fear to Love, uh, you can get on promotion at feartolovebook.com and in this book, The Great Behavior Breakdown. Actually, if you go through the purchase of From Fear to Love through the promo, there's an awesome offer to get this book plus some other goodies. But if you just want The Great Behavior Breakdown, you can find it on Amazon and also at postinstitute.com. So tonight's topic is about driving. <laughs> I said we're going to drive this self-care. We're going to drive this issue of self-care home. So I'm probably going to go a little longer than usual. Um, so if you can't hang with us the whole time, that's understandable. You can always come back and watch later. And if you didn't know, we now have podcasts that are posted on Anchor and then also on Spotify. You can find at either location under Post Institute. And then we've also been reviving our YouTube channel. So many of these um, daily doses, this is where it all originates. So when people wanna interact with us live, they just come join a Facebook Live and they can share, ask questions, make comments. We had a really nice conversation last night about school. Um, tonight, um, we're going to talk about self-care. This comes from page 42. I'm going to read straight out of this book, page 42 of The Great Behavior Breakdown. And this is going to be, um, it's a big old piece of information. So just hang with me for a minute and you'll hear what I have to say. There's been a study on parental depression and the impact it has on infants by touch pioneer Tiffany Fields at the University of Miami. This is once again the power of a negative, negative neurophysiological feedback loop. The harsh truth is that if you're depressed as a parent or if you're emotionally absent, what you communicate to your child on a physiological level is stress and fear. The study examined a depressed couple with a baby and a healthy couple, I will say non-depressed, a healthy couple with the baby. The babies were hooked up to brain scans when the healthy parent, the non-depressed parent, held her baby and then put it down. The baby's brain scan looked exactly the same as the other baby's brain scan when the depressed parents walked towards the baby. You know how a baby feels when its mother puts it down. Well, that's how the other baby felt when the depressed parent walked towards it. 
So, when the parent who is in a positive state puts the baby down and walks away, it triggers fear and stress in the baby because the parent is no longer there to protect it. When that parent walks away and doesn't acknowledge the baby's reaction, the parent is fostering the negative feedback loop. Stress will show up on the baby's monitor. But when the depressed parent moves towards the baby, that depressed parent is communicating fear and stress to the baby on a nonverbal level. Of course, the baby is supposed to feel safer and more secure when the parent approaches, but the parent's emotional state prevents the baby from experiencing what would naturally be a positive neurological feedback loop. Again, that's the power of unconscious communication. He goes on to say, I want you to begin to pay close attention to the dynamic when you and your child get into an interaction that involves negative words thrown back and forth. Look at how big the dynamic becomes. And then he does a big exercise. That, I remember hearing Brian talking about that research and um, it's very profound, isn't it? Our well-being really makes a huge difference in the lives of our children. Now, when I read that, then I also start thinking about things like um, postpartum depression and how real that is and how it is based on our, um, our hormones. Our hormones are so powerful and we have this, um, this big buildup of estrogen during pregnancy and then once we have the baby and we're going through deep sleep deprivation and our nutrition's changed and if you're breastfeeding then that changes your hormones too and this on and on and on in terms of how how we're designed as human beings and how well quite frankly we've become quite careless with ourselves we've become careless with our relationships we've become careless with the needs of our babies um, we've become careless with the the idea of the womb being a sacred place we've just become a little careless about it. And then when we're floundering, as we do because we're human, because we're just human, we don't know how to reach out and who to reach out to for help because we've been given this message that we're just supposed to be able to, you know, bear down and just knuckle it up and just, you know, you're just not strong enough. That's just you because you're just weak. And that is the biggest bunch of bull crap. It is just so hurtful, these ideas and these concepts. We are designed for relationship. We're designed for it. We're designed to do these things in partnership, either, either through a father and a mother or two mothers or two dads or a mom and a bunch of great friends or a dad and a bunch of great friends and an extended family. We're not meant to try to do this solo. You know, it's, it's natural for a mother to have postpartum depression. It is a real thing. And the impact on the baby is tremendous. That's why we need our extended family support. That's why we need a spouse who's emotionally present, connected, and involved through the pregnancy and through the early, especially the early years. So it takes so much energy. And we've, we've become accustomed to this idea that we... We get pregnant and we just carry this baby uh, and we work and work and work. And there's, I'm not saying that you shouldn't work. This isn't about that. 
you have the, the right to choose what you do. And this isn't about anything anti-feminist. It's all about supporting. It's all about supporting, supporting the pregnancy. We know from science that the hormones that the mother is experiencing during pregnancy flow from the mother to the baby. We know that in the last trimester when the placenta is thinned is one of the times that that is even more present. So if it's a high stress pregnancy, if there's domestic violence, if there's fear of homelessness, if there's worry and anxiety about being able to provide for the baby, to be able to keep the baby, all of that fear, all of that stress, that cortisol that's flowing through the mother during that time is flowing straight to the baby. And then they're born and if they're if the mother's depressed or the parents are depressed now we're reading that creates a level of fear that is equal to having a healthy mother put their baby down and turn around and walk away without attending to their cries our self-care is really important you're really important you're really valuable and I know as adoptive and foster parents, you work extra hard trying to figure out how to love your baby the way they need to be loved. And so I feel like there's just this big place to, um, I just wanna extend grace to you in a way that maybe nobody else ever has to just say, it's all gonna work out, it's all gonna be Thinking about this makes me cry for my kiddos. Yeah, it's really me too a little bit. I think about Marley being in that NICU by herself when she was an infant. I think about babies who were left. I know, I know people who were raising babies who were left in ditches and, and later picked up and, and brought to orphanages. I know people who are raising babies who were, who were, sex trafficked as infants. I know people who are raising children who have been completely isolated while their parents were using drugs and alcohol. And so the generational wounds, I'm not, I'm not even hating on those parents who were using because that came from generational wounds handed down over time, the sins of our forefathers, this, the darkness that's here in our world that we have to make great effort not to fall into because, you know, it's, it's everywhere, you know, it's just what's just the fear, the worry, the not good enough, the not measuring up, all these negative thoughts that just suck us into these dark, dark places that then we do these devastating things to ourselves and then also to our children. And I just feel like there's just this beautiful place for us to have some deep grace and some deep understanding. And I know that you guys are trying really hard to help your children sort of catch up. But um, here's the thing. Slow down. I know, it's paradoxical. The more you try to speed that up, the more tangled you will get with the anxiety of trying to make it happen. But the more you just slow things down and meet the needs, the emotional needs that you see right in front of them, then they will achieve those milestones in a more rapid fashion. Now, 
Don't do it because you're looking for the outcome because then you're going to get anxious again. So you just have to fall in love with the process. And then every now and then you'll look up and go, wow, look at where we're at and what we're accomplishing. I had no idea we would get here. Look at our X-Men with their superhuman powers, figuring out a great way to live their life. So, whew, I really appreciate you all. And again, I, you know, this isn't to add a burden. If you're feeling depressed, I hope you have someone. If you, if you have anybody in your life that you even think a tiny bit that you can trust, then you can probably trust them a lot more if you open up and have transparency. You'll be amazed. There are so many people that are just waiting to be a blessing. And when you're transparent and you say, I need help, then they know that their purpose is being served. There are people waiting to serve. They want to serve. So taking that risk, and I know it can be scary. We all have rejection wounds, and we, we see that sometimes the world can be really cruel and hurtful to our children. So then we all get guarded up. We all get living guarded up and armored up. But God, please bring people. Please bring safe people for our parents to lean into. Please bring safe people to help them walk it out. They need respite. They need trusted, loving, caring adults and adolescents that can help be babysitters and respite caregivers so that when they're feeling defeated, they can get poured into. We need that. We need that. We need our tribe. We need our tribe to walk along with us and to help us remember that we're enough to help us breathe again, to help us remember that love is real and it's alive. When we are, when we're living in the environment where so much trauma is activated, it is only natural that we can slide into those places of fear and stress and anxiety. So I'm just, I'm just asking God, the universe, the dynamics of goodness in our world to reveal themselves so that we can walk stronger for the sake of our wounded babies and that we can begin again to remember how beautiful creation is and to not take it for granted. Much love to you guys. I hope that tonight you can put anything that you're worried about, just put it to the side. You can come back and pick that up anytime. Just put it to the side and take some time just to enjoy your babies, laugh with them, Fuss with them, play with them, relax with them, snuggle with them, cuddle with them, enjoy them, and let them enjoy you. And remember what Brian tells us, that in any given moment, any, even in the middle of it, even in the middle of the madness, even when you've already said all the nasty, mean, hurtful things, right in the middle of that even, right in the middle of the stress and the fear and the overwhelm. We have one to two choices. We can pause and we can take a deep breath. When we start with just that one, then we can get another one. Because when we're stressed, our thinking gets distorted and confused. 
We go into flight, flight and freeze and fawn, just like our children. Then we have two regressed people fighting it out. So you take that deep breath and you take another and you take another and you feel your body start to get calm. You feel your brain coming back online. You can go back and you can say, baby, I'm sorry we're having this fight. I love you. And we're going to work this out. And you can choose love. Much love to you all. We'll see you soon. We'll see you on Monday.